0: two about a book, the podcast that tells you the real story behind the world's most iconic books. Hello and thank you for tuning in to an episode. My name is Jade, of course, and this is my first episode of 2022. I wanted to start this year off with a bang, so today I'm covering what is considered to be the very first young adult novel, a book that's been on my list for a while, and that is of course The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. If you haven't read the book yet, here's the rundown. The book is told from the perspective of Ponyboy, a 14-year-old Greaser. They're like the working-class street kids. The Greases are in conflict with the Socs, the privileged upper-class kids. Their conflict escalates until Ponyboy and his friend Johnny face a situation which changes their life. The novel is set over a two-week period in the author's hometown of Tulsa, Oklahoma in the 1960s. So before I get into the book, I always like to talk a little bit about the author, So, who is S.E. Hinton? Susan Eloise Hinton was born on July 22nd, 1948 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Her father was a door-to-door salesman and her mom was an assembly line worker. From day one she always knew she wanted to be a writer so in 1965 when she was 15 years old she began writing The Outsiders and when someone asked her why she wrote for young adults and why there was a lack of adults in her book she said quote like every other teenager I was sure that adults had no idea what was going on. I didn't know how adults thought either. I didn't get them so I thought it was easier for me to leave them out. And yeah, if you read the book, you'll notice that there really isn't many adults mentioned. I mean, even Ponyboy's parents aren't in the book. He's been raised by his older brothers, so it really is really teen-focused. She based the book on two rival gangs at her high school, which was called Well Rogers High School. And she began writing it after a classmate was beaten up by one of the rich kids as he walked home. And she was really inspired to write the book because of books such as Haunting of Hill House and Gone at the Wind... And she was also very inspired by movies such as Rebel Without a Cause and West Side Story. And I think if you were to watch this movie, you can definitely see where she took inspiration from these stories. It also reminds me a lot of um, Stand By Me as well and has a bit of that Grease type of feel to it as well. She also wrote the book because she's very dissatisfied with the books teenagers were reading and the way teenagers were portrayed in these books, she said, quote, there was only a handful of books having teenage protagonists. There was Mary Jane who wants to go to the prom with a football hero and ends up with the boy next door and has a good time anyway. And that didn't really ring true to my life. I was surrounded by teenagers and I couldn't see anything going on in those books that had anything to do with real life. Which is true because a lot of the books before this time were about very simple things. They are written by adults about things they thought teenagers would enjoy, whereas this book is really gritty, it deals with a lot of serious issues which we'll get into a bit later, but it must have been very refreshing when it first came out to see real teen issues talked about by a real teenager. But Miss Hinton was a girl boss, she received her contract from the publisher on the day she graduated from high school. So just a reminder, she was only 15 when she began writing this book and she was around 16 or 17 when it was published. So. Go her. I'd also like to point out that she was encouraged to publish the book under her initials, S. E. Hinton, so that boys wouldn't be put off reading it. Now, the book wasn't an instant overnight success, but after it began being taught in schools, it gained some traction and it ended up winning several awards. But the classic story, her success, actually led to writer's block, and she didn't write again for the next three years. But then, when she was in college, she met her boyfriend, who is now her husband, and I guess he inspired her to start writing again because she went on publishing more books for children and young adults. However, she hasn't published anything since 2007. Uh, When asked about this, she said, quote, It's very difficult for me to get in the mindset again, which is very fair. I mean, I think it would be very difficult to keep writing for teenagers forever cuz you do definitely forget. Like even I don't remember that much about my teenage years anymore, like how I felt and things like that even though it wasn't that long ago. But for what she's doing now, to be honest, I'm not too sure. She seems like a very private woman. She likes to keep a low profile. She did write the screenplay for The Outsiders movie and for a few other adaptations that were made from her books. But other than that, I'm not too sure. However, I did find out that she likes to write fan fiction. So go Queen. So now let's talk about the book. And for the book chat, I am joined by my sister, my not so little sister, Charlie. And Charlie, (laughs) I really appreciate her coming on here because she is a big introvert, you guys. But she doesn't really listen to the podcast. So I like to think this is her punishment for uh, not listening to it so charlie tell the listeners a little bit about yourself your age what you're into all that type of thing (laughs) uh i'm 17
1: uh i want to become a tattoo artist
0: and what's your instagram page for your tattooing called
1: inked by charlie yeah i'll i'll tag you yeah okay
0: whatever (laughs) inked dot by charlie i'll tag you in the post for the episode okay good But I thought it really fun to have Charlie on here today, because she is actually the same age, as I said, she's 17, the same age as Essie Hinton was when she wrote the book. So imagine you writing a classic novel, Charlie, does that make you feel?
1: Makes me feel like I haven't done anything with my life.
0: (laughs) Girl, same. Um, Also, Charlie studied this book, like myself, when she was in school, and we both watched the movie during the week. So I thought it'd be fun to have her on. So since this book is set in the 60s, and obviously, neither of us were alive in the 60s. And judging by my analytics, many listeners weren't either. But uh, shout out to my granddad for always tuning in. Um, I thought I might, you know, set the scene for everybody what life was like in the 60s for the teens. So Charlie, if you were a teenager in the 1960s, you will probably spend your weekends at the drive-in movie theatre, watching a movie starring Paul Newman or Audrey Hepburn. You might also enjoy going to the rodeo and driving around with your friends in your Mustang, listening to Elvis or the Beatles. Around this time, colour TV was still pretty new and exciting And the Vietnam War have been going on for several years already. But in the 60s, they also had slang that we don't have now. So I thought it would be fun to quiz you on some of these slang words that are mentioned in The Outsiders. So, Charlie, number one. What do you think tough means? T-U-F-F.
1: Like turf? Like, you
0: know. (laughs) Like turf for the fire? Would you like me to put the word tough in a sentence? Obviously. Okay, so you might say, Paul Newman was looking really tough in that last movie. Gosh, I wish I had his hair.
1: Like strong or like good looking?
0: Yeah, like good looking, like cool. Oh, okay. Like, oh my gosh, his new outfit, so tough. A car, so tough. Oh,
1: so not strong, okay.
0: Yeah, so one for one, good job. Okay, what do you think the cooler is? And I mean, you still hear this word nowadays, if someone's put in the cooler. They do something bad and they're put in the cooler.
1: Oh my, what the fuck? I don't even know what that means. Stop cursing. can you not curse?
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. I've never had a curse on there before. (laughs) If somebody is put in the cooler. Oh, like prison, jail. Yeah, prison, jail. Exactly. Yeah. But right now, Charlie, you are woofing. What does woofing mean?
1: Woofing? How do you spell that?
0: W-O-O-F-I-N. If you're with your friends, having a good time, and they have you woofing. Like drunk? <laughs> uh, it's like laughing, you know? Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of like LOL, but it's okay. like woofing. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, oh my god, they had me woofing. Mm. And what do you think a weed is? Can you put that in the sentence? He smoked a weed. Oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. Give me a weed. Johnny says it a lot in the movie.
1: Like a smoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think catch- I don't
0: think it necessarily means like actual weed marijuana. Yeah. Oh, I think okay. it could just be like a cigarette. All
1: right.
0: And what does hacked off mean? When mom came in today, we didn't do the chores. She was really hacked off. Pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh the same ways when you laugh are going crazy You're oh, to make that Charlie is like the latest person so in our family almost. but we love it Um, but sorry earphone listeners but well done Charlie you got 5 out of 5 if you went in a time machine back to the 1960s I'm sure you'd fit right in
1: probably not but <laughs>
0: Okay, though, let's start talking about the book. So as I said earlier, it is considered to be the first young adult book, a book that was written by a teenager for teenagers and that tackles real issues because there obviously was young adult books before then, but they were about, you know, oh, the girl going to the prom or like, you know, boyfriends. It's like really mundane stuff that adults thought teenagers would care about. You know, they weren't edgy, but like The Outsiders is like the opposite it's gritty, and it has heart, and it tackles real issues like gang violence, teenage pregnancy, bullying, family drama, and suicide. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still like a really like lighthearted, like fun read, isn't it? Even though the ending's really sad. Do we know where it's at? Yeah, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, 1960s. okay, I wasn't paying attention, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how you did on that exam at the end, in <laughs> class. Yeah, was really bad. <laughs> um, but... Where was I? Oh, yeah. So because of all these issues, obviously, it was banned in a lot of schools. Oh, because, is? yeah, oh. some schools like have no tolerance for like anything that isn't completely yeah happy-go-lucky. So they originally tried to market this book to adults, but adults weren't really interested in it. And then people started noticing that it was being taught a lot in schools. And then it kind of skyrocketed. Is this before the 2000s? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it was published in... Yeah. 9 19- You're making me look bad now. I can't remember. <laughs> no, the 1960s anyway, though. Um, but since then, it's gone on to sell more than 14 million copies. Because, I mean, obviously it was set in the 1960s, but it's pretty timeless. Like, I did it in school. You did it in school. Our younger brother was doing it in school. Yeah. Like, older people have done it in school as well since then. So I think the issues in it are kind of timeless, you know? Yeah. Even though, like, we don't necessarily have, like, gangs like that where we live, there's still, like, that social divide in school. Yeah. Where people, like, you, you talk and you don't talk to. But as I said, it sold 14 million copies, well, well over that now. And it was also made into a film, which we watched during the week in 1983 and had Patrick Swayze, my favourite, uh, mm-hmm. starring as... Dali, No, Dari, the oldest brother. A lot of the names are kind of like yeah, no, uh, confusing, yeah. But it was also a TV series in the 1990s. Oh, yeah, but it didn't last too long. And it was also made into a stage play, which was published in 1990. Mm. So it's a story that people continue to be interested in. But let's have a little talk about the characters. All so... Right. Let's start off with Ponyboy, the main. So Ponyboy, his parents died in a car crash. As I said, this book really doesn't have much adults mentioned in it at all. It's pretty much just teenagers. So because his parents were dead, he was raised by his brothers and his oldest brother, Darry, who's played by Patrick Swayze. And Darry, he didn't go to college. Instead, he decided to be responsible and look after his brothers. And during the day, he makes money by going out and robbing houses. A nice, honest day's work, you know? Ponyboy is not like other guys, he's introspective, emotional, he's a dreamer. You may say I'm a dreamer. You know what I mean? I've
1: never heard of that song.
0: <laughs> You've never heard of that what? song? No, I've never. I don't know
1: what the fuck you're doing.
0: <laughs> um, <but> <laughs> <laughs> this, ep- this episode's chaotic, honestly. But he also, as I said, he's into reading and poetry, particularly Robert Frost's poetry. And in the book, he's reading Gone with the Wind, which I like to think is like a little. Personal thing for Essie Hinton since she was very inspired by Gone with the Wind. But can we just take a minute to appreciate the names in this book? I mean, Pony Boy says in the book and in the movie, Pony Boy is literally on his birth certificate, and his brother is also named Soda Pop. So, what parents are going around here naming their kids Soda Pop and Pony Boy? I legit thought they were nicknames until we rewatched the movie because I thought.
1: They were, like, nicknames for them. And I was like, "Well, fucking parent would name their kid Soda Pop? <laughs> <I'm not laughs> fucking,
0: I I want to meet them. There should be a spinoff about them because they are obviously very chaotic. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Johnny. The best character, I think, in the whole thing. So Johnny, he has just been beaten down by life. He's not Ponyboy's brother, but he's his best friend and they're his closest brothers. And he has some really side quotes in the book. For example, he doesn't have a very good home life and he said, quote, I prefer when the old man hits me, at least he knows I'm there. Like, oh my it? God. I know, it's pretty dark. And then when he's as, when he's describing him, Ponyboy says, quote, if you can imagine a little dark puppy that had been kicked around too much and is lost in a crowd of strangers, you'll have Johnny. Which is just
1: Stop, that's sad. really,
0: really sad. It's like bringing tears to my eyes right now. <laughs> oh my God, it is so <laughs> um, but. Also, another thing that's pretty sad is that when Johnny was in the hospital, minor spoiler, it was the first time he'd ever been outside of his neighborhood. Oh my God. Which really reinforces how underprivileged these teenagers are. Yeah. But now let's talk a little bit about Dali because I know we both have strong feelings about him. Oh my God. Dally is the second oldest brother and honestly, not a fan um because he harasses girls in the book a little bit such as um cherry and her friend Marsha. and i
1: didn't realize how much he did harass them i was like oh maybe he knows them a bit but like he really does yeah harass them at the movies i was like what
0: yeah i can't remember if there's that much in the book but he doesn't come across the best in the in the movie and he's also a little bit of a coward as well you know um so i'm not too much of a fan of him But he is the one that if you're in a sticky situation, he'll help you get out of it. For example, when Johnny and Ponyboy got in that sticky situation, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but if you know, you know, the first person they go to is Dally and Dally knows exactly what to do. He tells them to get on a train, which will take them to an abandoned church at Jay Mountain and that they should hang out there until the story blows over and they should change up their identity a little bit as well.
1: Can I just say when Ponyboy cut his fucking hair, dude, that was the <laughs> bit, like, why did Johnny cut it that short and why do they dye it that fucking colour?
0: Okay, so when they're in the abandoned house in Jay Mountain, um, Johnny cuts Ponyboy's hair and bleaches it and Charlie, a little movie trivia for you because Charlie is a big movie buff. she loves her trivia, when Johnny is cutting Ponyboy's hair, he's actually cutting his hair like on set like they were proper cutting each other's hair they and he to was do so
1: to him. Him they, they literally did
0: that and he was so terrified that he like put loads of grease in his hair so that the knife would be able to just like cut through it like a lot easier because when he's cutting it you see he's like reefing the head off of him um, do you, and
1: then johnny cut his hair really fucking bad too like i don't know what was his problem either he didn't have a mirror or something
0: yeah it was just and then he dyes his hair and what did you say he looks like
1: Oh, he looked like He-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I gonna put a picture on the Instagram because he literally looks ridiculous. And there's no way that you would get hair that bleached from cheap ass box dye you get from. Yeah, like, I know,
1: don't have to bleach it first and then dye it
0: blonde. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, Maybe. but entertaining. Uh. Also in the movie, they did the scene where his hair is like bleached and cut before they had finished some other parts. So oh, really? some other parts before he bleaches his hair, he has to like wear a wig.
1: Oh my god, wait what? Yeah. I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, or like before not before his hair big, before it's cut or whatever. I'm not sure if you wore a wig. But um yeah. Something I didn't know. Yeah, a little bit of movie trivia for you. But anything else to say about the movie? I heard you got a question for me. Um
1: oh yeah, it's kind of a bad question, but like would you rather be on the social side or the
0: greasers? Well, this is a thing actually that we haven't addressed, but I really like this book because the main message of it is that like life isn't fair. No matter who you are, or like where you live, or like things like that, like it's rough all over. To quote Cherry Valentine, you know, yeah. like Ponyboy is surprised in this in this book to see that the the Socias, they see the, they see the same sunset as the Greasers, and they also have similar problems to them as well. So you know, it's life isn't too easy for the Socs or for the Greasers because you saw Cherry as well. She gets kind of harassed by the other socials like yeah. the other guy socias as well like they're just as slimy as the greasers in ways and half the time like the gre the socias are the ones starting on the greasers and the greasers also don't like the socias either and they have family drama as well which is alluded to in the book
1: yeah
0: um but i would definitely be a soci. like i'm a princess you know what i mean i wouldn't be going around to, you know <laughs> i
1: haven't been none of their groups fuck that i would just be
0: minding my business at the drive-in movie theater you know um
1: I wouldn't even be involved in any of them. I would just like stay out of their way.
0: I did love Cherry Valentine though when I was reading this book and the descriptions of her hair. What you know, one of the inspirations along with Ariel that inspired me to dye my hair red. Oh my god, was it? Yeah, I just thought she was so cool. I was like, whenever like I saw like a redhead girl and stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. Oh my um, god, I didn't know that. In the movie, it was ginger, but when I was reading the book, I imagined it to be like a cherry red. Since oh really? Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: no, isn't her real name Cheryl? And then they call her. Sherry Jerry. or something, yeah. Oh yeah, I forget her real name. Oops.
0: Cheryl Cole <laughs> <laughs> But this book brings back a lot of memories for me studying it in school, but when I did study it, I had Mr. McConnell.
1: I have never had him. I don't know who you're talking
0: about. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jamie knows what I'm talking about. Shout out to Jamie if you're listening to this podcast. But he was a teacher in our school. It was horribly cruel. And I was terrified of him. So I was, like, shaking in my boots. I couldn't even concentrate on this story. There's also something about reading a book in school. Like, when you're forced to read it, you don't really want to read it. No,
1: I loved reading in school. That was my favourite thing to do. No, class. I prefer reading in my own
0: time. I feel kind of really, stressed Really, that was out. my
1: favourite thing to do with the whole class, just reading books. I like Because I had ten people in my class. Yeah. So, like it was fun reading out loud no Even
0: mr on. mcconnell had me terrified i was just trying to skim it to get all the answers for the questions no, was he and really stuff. strict
1: if you didn't do that stuff?
0: yeah honestly it was like being at a boot camp or something like that <laughs> but i did reread it then since then and i enjoyed it a lot the second time around yeah but would you recommend this book charlie i would if you've never read
1: it or watched the movie then reading it for the first time would be better before watching the movie
0: <laughs> yeah because then, no, then you can cash in you know what yeah. I mean? like we're like kind of being snobby like oh this wasn't like in the book or yeah. like oh i don't remember this bit and things like that so yeah definitely read the book first but if you can't read the book watch the movie because that's brill as well it has like a pretty star-studded cast as well i mean the first yeah. i remember now is um patrick swayze but you'd probably recognize a lot of the other characters oh tom cruise is in it as well yeah he's only about. he plays uh two bit which is another really—it's not the brother. Stupid name. I can't remember if Tubit is the friend or the cousin.
1: Oh no, I get not so the fr- the, fr- sorry, the friend or the brother. Their names are
0: so awful. I know they're all awful, but uh, you know they have character, so gotta respect it. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like this is a book that adults and teenagers can enjoy. Yeah. Their younger brother—he's like loving the book as well. He didn't actually want to watch the movie because he didn't want it spoiled on him. So. I think it's the book everyone enjoyed. It's good. I feel like it's a good present, you know, to give somebody. You know, if you don't want to have a book they'll read, I think that everybody can kind of find something interesting yeah. in this one.
1: And I don't like reading a lot, so that book I really liked it.
0: Yeah, Charlie has dyslexia. Yes. Sometimes she's a bit put off reading like big novels. You know, she prefers kind of graphic novels and was things the book? like that. It wasn't that long. The movie was like, is
1: two hours long. So how long is the book?
0: I think it's like 200, 300 pages. Oh my
1: God, I have never read a book that long now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like that just goes to show you how good the book was, you know? Yeah. Um, That you're able to enjoy it even like with your reading difficulties and everything. But I thought it would be nice as an ode to young adult fiction to talk about some of our favourite young adult books. Because as I said, you like to read your graphic novels. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> well you know I'll give you an idea your heart stopper books are right there you really oh, enjoyed yeah, those yeah, yeah. I there's um, the books yeah another one that we both read together because we like reading the same books was um, oh, Simon vs. the Homo Sapien Agenda
1: what? Bitch, what? love Simon oh love Simon dude <laughs> <laughs> love Simon I, yeah I really like that book what
0: was that oh red white and roll blue no not that I didn't finish that book <laughs> Charlie's like she's a serial like not finishing booker no just, that doesn't I, make sense no, but yeah I've she doesn't finish books book. too often so the fact that she finished this I mean maybe it's because she had to for school but the fact that she finished it is just another Dude, thing why
1: can't I think of the book name you gave it to me it was about I don't want to spoil the book but I can't I can't remember you can the spoil name. it can I? yeah is it bad if I no. spoil it? okay no you know the one where the guy's boyfriend dies and then oh he starts dating <laughs> his ex What's oh that? um Oh uh what is it? I can't remember the Adam it's by Adam
0: Silvera. It's um
1: I really enjoyed that book. I read that book in like two months.
0: Adam Silvera does great young adult fiction and he also like tackles real issues in it. But that's not that's not a spoiler because that's like the plot of the book. Yeah. Um but But I I love um they both die in the end. Oh history's all you left me. History's all you left yeah, me, yeah, I'd about recommend I really those love that book. I also think the hate you give is a great one, which I think I'll let you borrow, Charlie because it's I think Editor- you really enjoy that. that. It has kind of the same feel as the Eight Siders um all right. yeah, so and like the nineteen sixties no, something. it's set in our present day, oh, but it has right. some gang violence and things like that in it, all right, and then if you want a nice a nice fluffy read that is more like the Girl goes to the prom type of book that we were reading that I was talking about before, I would recommend. To All the Boys I Loved Before. It's also a good Netflix movie, which I gotta make Charlie watch because I think oh she'll God. enjoy it. She likes laughing at some romance movies. Um, I just realised, we
1: didn't talk about the hottest characters. Why'd you forget about that? Who, who do you think the hottest characters Cherry.
0: <laughs> you know I was gonna say Cherry. Well, as I said, I love Patrick Swayze, so... I think not Yeah, Darry is... I keep getting names mixed up. I think Darry is the biggest hunk. You know, he sacrifices his college education so that he can Dude, provide he, for I, his siblings. He, he's
1: not good looking at all. Is that controversial to say? <laughs> you haven't unpopular seen Dirty opinion. Dancing. Yeah, no, I haven't. But like, unpopular opinion, he's not hot.
0: Unpopular opinion? I don't think Tom Cruise is hot at all.
1: No, me neither. And he
0: looks really slimy. He looks really... He does. In the movie, he looks really slimy. But I think that's Is enough. that it? I think when I wrap it up, I think, yeah, as I said, I think the hottest character is Dali. Dari? Dali? I got them so mixed up. Which one is it again? Dali
1: is still hot, though. He's hot, but he's a dickhead. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. I don't like him. Like yeah, exactly. He is good looking.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Dari is the most dateable, in my opinion, even though he robs houses. Uh, Dali is also hot, but he's a terrible criminal. And terry valentine we love her we stan good night everybody and thank you for listening to about a book and if you decide to read the book happy reading bye